This is the High School Football America podcast for June the 4th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and faster speed than Huddle Sideline. Plus, GameStrat has awesome customer service along with different plans priced right for every coach's budget. And right now, GameStrat is offering a discount of up to $200, which means it's cheaper than Huddle Sideline. Plus, GameStrat is making it risk-free. If you make the switch now and there isn't a 2020 season, your money will roll right into 2021. No risk, and you can't beat that, but you do have to act by June the 30th. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, we're heading to the state of Alabama today on the podcast. And, you know, uh, we've been talking a lot uh, over the last several weeks about the various things that are that are changing, uh, you know, Zoom meetings for coaches, Zoom meetings for coaches and the kids, uh, just, you know, kids working out at home, trying to, you know, during the coronavirus pandemic, you know, what what is it that's changed? Well, a lot's changed. But one thing we haven't touched upon, and uh, when I woke up uh, this morning and checked the Twitter account, I had the, uh, the head coach at uh, Weaver High School in Alabama, uh, Justin uh, Taylor said, can you help me out with something here? So I looked at it and I saw running. I thought, well, I don't want to help with that because <laughs> I hate running. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but uh, he, he, he said, we got a fundraiser going on here. And can you help us out? And I said, you know what? Not only can we retweet it for you, we're going to bring you on the podcast here to kind of talk about it because I think it's it's pretty neat what he's trying to do. And uh, with that being said, we welcome uh, the second year head coach, Justin Taylor, into the podcast here. The Weaver High School Bearcats. Welcome to the show, Coach. Coach. I appreciate you having me on and uh, spotlighting our program today. Well, I, I, I really, you know, we're going to get into the program on the back end of this, but I really liked your idea of, of fundraising, and, and we're going to probably talk about it in different points, but to get it off and rolling, why don't you share with the listeners around the country your idea, because you are reaching out to uh, all 50 states, so, so give us a little uh, skinny on what you're trying to do. All right, so uh, during this uh, quarantine time or pandemic when uh, we were at home, we were trying to figure out a way to fundraise. And one of the things our administration says is we can't ask the kids to go out and, you know, face-to-face and do things and put them in harm's way. And a lot of people, I noticed, got into the fitness craze while they were at home. And so we thought, hey, we want to do a 5K. Then we thought that amount of people is not a good idea. So we come up with the idea of a virtual 5K, 10K. And so we put it out there, and uh, we got set up where you could sign up online, and you could use your fitness app, and you could run a 5K or a 10K. You can email us your times. We're going to put them in a chart, and we're going to mail you a T-shirt. And if you run a 10K, we mail you a T-shirt and a, a, a medal. And we just thought it would be a great way. And then we thought, you know, we got to talking. My wife is in the uh, – the Friday Night Wives group, I think, started out of Texas. She's in that and discussed some things with them. And uh, we said, you know, what's a, what's a good a good idea? Because we didn't want it to just be us. And um, a lot of the ladies in there threw out the name about, you know, Friday Night Lights. And so we decided to do a Friday Night Lights 5K, 10K, and just promote it across the nation. And our goal is to get at least one runner from every single state in the nation. And so far, in just a couple days, of, we've had it up. Uh, we've got somebody from Kansas, from Georgia, and, of course, Alabama. We've already had signed up. 
All right. Well, hopefully we can get that number uh, popping here. We're talking to uh, Justin Taylor, the uh, head coach at Weaver High School in, in Alabama. And, uh, you know, I, I again, throughout the last two months, we've spent a lot of time with coaches and, and asking, you know, what they're doing as it relates to kind of keeping the kids, you know, involved, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do in the classroom, what they're, you know, doing to keep in shape and all that. Um, but we, we really haven't, you know, kind of dove into this fundraising thing. So, I mean, you know, put it in perspective for people what your program is is faced with, with the fact that there's probably some budget cuts coming and all that. But, I mean, why is it so important to raise money? Because I really think the average fan out there doesn't realize how much money has to be raised for a high school football program. Can you put that in perspective for people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, that's that's something that um, a lot of people don't realize. Is if just an average high school, there's probably $10,000 worth of overhead every year between equipment, uh, paying for officials, and different things like that. And not only that, at Weaver, you know, this is my second year, but about a year and a half before I got hired, we're in a construction zone. They're, they're building us a new school, but instead of tearing it down and putting a new one up, they're doing it piece by piece while we're still on campus. Mm. And about a year and a half ago, they hit a wall close to where the equipment room was, and they didn't tell anybody. And so when uh, three or four days later when everybody came back, they found that all the equipment had been soaked from rainwater. And so through we, we filed a claim on insurance, but it's kind of going through the red tape right now. But, you know, time doesn't stop, and we've got to have some of that equipment or find a way to pay for it. And, uh, you know, we probably lost, between junior high jerseys and helmets, probably lost about $40,000 worth of equipment wow. that we're waiting on an insurance claim for. But, we, you know, the season still went on last year, and so we still had to find a way to pay for things. And we uh, this spring we, were, we had a, three or four fundraisers. We had a good group of boosters that, it, that got on board, and we were really fixing to hit it hard. And uh, I really felt good about it. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, and we all wasn't allowed to do much. And so um, this is kind of our idea, you know, to get called back up with that. So to fill that gap of, you know, we probably would have had two or three fundraisers in the spring mm-hmm. and a spring game here in Alabama. Uh, alumni 707 game in our spring game, you know, lots of things that would have raised some money in the spring that we didn't get to do. So we had to find a way and in, in, to fundraise and course this idea to spread it across the nation i'm hoping will will help our program out yeah uh, a virtual 5k 10k folks i guess i can't even cheat zoom wise i, I told you I, I hate running but i, I i've started again at 59 years old and my legs hurt my back hurts anyway justin taylor is on the line uh talking alabama football here the the bearcats of weaver high school and uh, i want to bounce around here a little bit because uh, as we talk about this fundraiser i want to kind of put it in perspective for people where we're we're talking about and you you before i rolled the tape here you gave me a little snapshot of where Weaver is. I know exactly where it is because I've, I've taken a lot of pictures of Oxford Stadium there, and you told me you were close to that. So give uh, put put on your uh, ambassador hat f- here for uh, Weaver, Alabama, and tell the people a little bit about the community and how football fits into the fabric of the community. Oh, absolutely. Weaver's a little small town. It's stuck between uh, between Oxford and where Jacksonville State is. I mean, you've probably heard of the Gamecocks who played in the National Championship game a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're right up the road from them and right down the road um, from Oxford. And uh, we're a little 3A in Alabama program. And uh, we have a very diverse community. We're, we're stuck between two major highways, Highway 21 and Highway thir- uh, 431. 
And uh, we were real close to Fort McClellan, so we've got a lot of military, ex-military people who live around there. Uh, even though the fort's closed now, a lot of the people there are people who stayed. And so we have a lot of military people. Uh, we have a lot of hardworking middle-class people. And, you know, in football there has always been a big part. All of athletics really have always been a big part of, of what they do, you know, even on Friday nights. You know, you're always, even when a bad year, you're going to have a pretty good crowd at the games just because it's something to do. Um, even, you know, our youth program, our junior high, everything, people always seem to show up to the game, regardless of record, regardless of score. It's the beauty of the game, isn't it, Coach? Justin Taylor is, is on the line, and he is the uh, heading into his second year at uh, Weaver High School of Bearcats. And, uh, uh, Coach, you know, one of the things that, you know, we, we're all, you know, kind of just hoping and praying, and I think a lot of praying more than hoping at this point, I think that, that we will have a 2020 season. But all the coaches who listen to this show, and we know there are thousands of them, are going to be a little envious when I, I pose the next question to you, which is, you guys are back out there getting after it with uh, the summer conditioning. How the heck did that feel to, to finally go out there and, and do something football-like? <laughs> oh, it was it was awesome. Look, it was, uh, I, you know, a lot of – when they told us we could do it and they started laying out a lot of the guidelines, you know, some of our, some of our other coaches and, and people were just like, oh, man, this is going to be so tough. And I'm like, no, this, this ain't tough at all. Sitting at home and not seeing anybody is tough. This is going to be fun. So we'll do it right. We'll follow the guidelines. Uh, and we'll get to see our guys again. You know, if it's not perfect, even if we don't have them all at the same time, we have to space it out. You know, it's just um, – I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I told them, I said, it ain't even about working out. Just I would, I'd go out there and watch our guys play tag just to be <laughs> with them again because we haven't really got to spend time and, and do the things. Uh, so it's, it's awesome to be back this week. What about the kids? I mean, I'm 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 sure there there was probably smiles to go around for everybody. But what were some of the things that the kids were saying about getting back together and getting on the field and, and getting working out? Oh, they were so excited, you know. And we put out the guidelines of the stuff we have to do. We, you have to come in with a mask, of, and uh, when leave with a mask on. And if we're within six foot, you got to wear a mask. So I had kids calling me all weekend, Coach. I need a mask, Coach. Can you get me a mask? And you know, we took care of them, and you know, just the excitement in their voices. Uh, coaches, kids would call me and ask what time time frame they had to be there because we, we broke it up into sessions to keep our group sizes small, uh, you know, and we got to go. And, and it was just uh, for the first time probably in a long time, they wasn't a single, when you told a kid to do something, there wasn't any question, there wasn't anything. It was just a smile on his face, and he did it. And everything, even when you, you could tell he was tired, it was like, all right, we're up again. And they were, they were just excited to be there and to do things and to be with us. Yeah, I have no doubt. Uh, we're talking to uh, Justin Taylor. We're kind of turning the, the focus to, to football now since in Alabama they can get, get into that conditioning and all that. Uh, but uh, go on to the website, highschoolfootballamerica.com. We will have the, the links there, how you can get involved with this uh, virtual 5K, 10K uh, to help uh, help the Bearcats here as they try and raise some money, get a little creative. Uh, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And, and as he stated earlier, Coach did, you know, uh, and it's, it's a thing that always 
drives me crazy when I'm talking to fans that are like, oh, the coach doesn't do this. Well, you know what? The coach does more than X's and O's and everything. He's a fundraiser a lot of times, too. But anyway, I, I, that, that's me, coach, going off on a tangent that sometimes annoys the crap out of me. But anyway, uh, to, to get back into it, um, one of the big questions has been, you know, with kids, you know, will kids work out on their own? Did they work out on their own and all that? So what, what was the, the, the shape of, of the team uh, after having such a long time away from a weight room and all that? How would you classify how prepared they were for the, the beginning of this summer workout? Well, you know, we I've, I've spent a lot of, lot of time uh, and even talked to different coaches around the state and, and across other states about how to come back to action because, you know, this is unprecedented. You know, you take – you have no idea what they've done for seven weeks. Even the kids who kind of send you some stuff, that might be the only thing they did, you know. And normally you take a, a week or two off, and sometimes, you know, Christmas break, you're off a week or two. But this was unprecedented, and so we had to be real careful. Uh, you know, one of the biggest advices I got from other coaches, and I told our coaches, is we almost wanted to make sure that the kids wanted to do more when they left because they're still a little fresh. So you didn't over, you know, overcook the steak, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we come in, and you know, a lot of our kids was actually impressive that a lot of them were like, Coach, can we do more? Coach, how come we ain't doing more reps? You know, and you know, I said, hey, we're just trying to get acclimated, and uh, we're trying to build up, you know. Trust me, I'll, we're going to take the first two weeks. We're going to see where everybody's at, and then that third week we'll, we'll change up a little bit. We'll add a little bit of whatever we need to do. So, uh it was actually impressive about how many of our kids, uh, how many of our kids are were in shape and had been doing some stuff. You know, I even I had some kids over the break who who called or texted me, uh, Coach, you got some dumbbells. And I said I got one set of dumbbells you can have. You just want to make do with it. Uh, <laughs> and so I had several, and you could tell that they were good. You know. I was really impressed. That's good to hear. Justin Taylor on the line heading into his second year as the uh, head coach of the Bearcats at Weaver High School in in Alabama. And, you know, there's so many things I want to ask here, and and I'm sure coaches are out there just saying, Jeff, ask this, ask that. Uh, I guess you you (laughs) talked about the mask. You talk about the the social distancing. We all know, you know, we're we're safeties first on all of this. So what does the rollout look like? You mentioned you got a two-week thing. Let's let's see how we get their wind, we get their legs, we get their – all that stuff that's needed, right? And and, and then what – so what what does the rollout look like? What have you been told so far? What are the rules, et cetera? Uh, with us in Alabama, we were we were told that uh, anytime you can't keep social distance, you got to wear a mask. Uh, they recommended when you enter and exit it to wear the mask because kids, you know, tend to pull up by the doors. Uh, anytime you have to spot if you're going to do that, that you had to wear a mask. Anytime a kid touches the bar, uh, he had, it has to be wiped off before the next kid touches it. Uh, which that was one of the biggest hurdles we had to figure out because, you know, you're used to your normal workout where you do a set, I do a set. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have had to wipe the bar off every single time. Uh, also trying to keep our group sizes down. Um, one of the recommendations we were given was that we had to at least have uh, one adult per 12 kids. We could have unlimited amount of people back, but we had to have enough supervision to make sure that they were social distancing. So Mm -hmm. if you had 24 kids, you had to have two coaches or 36 kids, three coaches. Um, And so that was one thing that uh, I had to make sure of when we separated things up. So we decided uh, as a staff to just bring our kids in by grade. Uh, So we brought in our juniors and seniors for the first hour, and then we took a 45, I mean, a 15-minute break. We have a 15-minute window to clean. 
uh, and then we brought in sophomores and freshmen, and then uh, 15 minutes, and then we brought in our junior high kids. Uh, and that and that really worked well. Our kids are almost pro- were programmed after the first day, where as soon as they get done, uh, the ones in the weight room spray everything down. The kids on the court, we space chairs out, so we used our, our weight rooms in a gym. Uh, I know some people have, uh, you know, facilities, but we have ours in a gym. And so we spaced chairs out on the wall six feet. And so when a kid when a kid got there, we had to check their temperature, uh, ask them a, a questionnaire, and then when they went in, they sat down on their chair and they stayed in their chair until we told them to get up. They leave their stuff there. Uh, if we got done earlier, they needed water. They just went back to their chair and got their own water. Um, because one of the recommend, recommendation was is not to have like a watering hole because mm-hmm. kids would all come to get water and then they'd all be within six feet and it's hard to control that. Uh, so our kids uh, would would stay there and we were able to break our kids up into small enough groups where we didn't have to have spotters in the weight room. We did pretty much all Olympic type lifting so that we could uh, drop the bar if we got in trouble type stuff. Uh, you know, no back squat. We did front squat instead of back. We did... Uh, <clears throat> power press or push press above the head instead of regular bench, you know, some deadlift and power clean and things like that. So that if uh, they did get a weight that they couldn't do, then they could just drop it and they didn't have to have somebody there to pick it up. Well, as I've been saying uh, to anyone who wants to listen to me, uh, all that we needed with the COVID pandemic is to put some football coaches at it and they'll regiment it to the point where it'll work so america <laughs> listen to our coaches. no coach i you, you and i are just meeting for the first time uh, you you don't know how much i promote the profession of coaching i it is the best thing in the world and i knew you guys would get after it and get it done the right way so what what is it moving forward what are some of the high marks that need to be hit before you go to the next thing i mean do, do you have after week three that the groups can be you know you, you mentioned the the kind of the dynamics of you know one coach for every 10 kids or whatever that was 12 kids so how, how does that look rolling from from week our, three let's say that's a good question so our our state they didn't give us the, like a phase two what they told us is that after july 7th uh, before july 7th because most people take the july 4th week off mm-hmm. before july 7th they're going to come back with some some more recommendations, uh, whether they relax them, whatever, because uh, they've kind of got to judge by the state, too. You know, if our state is having a rise in numbers of cases, then that may affect us. Even if we're doing a great job at our school and don't have any cases, the overall state has problems. Uh, so they told us July 7th that they'll make a recommendation on if we can add, change, or whatever, and they're hoping to progress towards uh, the end of July, the first of August, to let us uh, go back to practicing. So good to hear those words come out of your mouth. Uh, Justin Taylor's on the line. He is the head coach at Weaver High School uh, in Alabama, talking about uh, returning to uh, to workouts, which is happening across the state of the Alabama, across the state of Alabama, and, and many other states, especially here in the in the in the southeast. I think Tennessee may have been the first one to get back after it. And uh, the thing that uh, got me to get Coach on here was the fact that he has a unique fundraiser they can check out on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Try to get a, a coach from every uh, nook and cranny of America, all 50 states, to take part in his virtual 510K, and you can read about that on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Before we go away here, I want to uh, you, you talked a little bit about the kids. I didn't ask you about the numbers, but why don't we do this? What What's the size of your program? And, and talk about some of the kids that you expect some leadership out of when we do get to hear some pads pop and, and get those Friday, Friday night lights blaring. 
Uh, absolutely. So we're uh, in Alabama, you know, we're a 3A, which is every state I know is different on how they classify. We have a lot more smaller schools. So our 9 through 12 program runs about between 35 and 45 kids. And then our junior high team runs from about 20 to 20 to 30 kids. Uh, and so, we, you know, breaking it up, that's kind of how we are. Uh, we, we've got some pretty good seniors coming up. Got a returning quarterback, Taylor Thompson, uh, Lyman Ladre Whitson. Uh, Bailey Stevens is one of our returning linemen who uh, who actually got hurt in the spring game last year and didn't get to play. Who's going to be a, a key cog in what we do? And uh, uh, Braden Character is one of our junior D linemen is going to help us out a lot. And then in our, our next session of guys that come in are, are freshmen and sophomore. We played a ton of freshmen last year and a, and a, and a few eighth graders on varsity to try to get them ready. Uh, and some of those guys like Armani Burton and Jackson Williams who will be 10th graders, will be big cogs in what we do, Jaden Sturkey, uh, along with um, Richard Knowlton, who's going to be – he was an 8th grader who started after about week five at middle linebacker force. So he's, he's got a chance to be, a, you know, a five-year starter uh, as he got to play the second half of the year as an 8th grader last year. Uh, and a few other 8th graders who played junior high didn't really move up. Um, uh, Christian Marcharella is one of them who's going to be help us out in many roles. And then – our junior high group's pretty good. We've got a, a young man who plays quarterback, but on varsity last year, he played uh, like kickoff return and, and some receiver for us. Uh, his name's Caden Gooden, who's going to be pretty special too. So we've got a good group of kids who's been buying in, and, and uh, they've really showed out so far this week. Yeah, you can probably see the leadership develop uh, by what they had to do away from uh, the, the game there for a while, which is a good thing. Uh, Justin Taylor on the line. Uh, the one question that did come to my mind that I'm sure somebody's going to say, Fisher, why didn't you ask this question, which is they're going to hear you say, well, you know, we're, what, 35 to 40 or whatever, and they're going to go like, wow, well, that's real easy. You know, I, I can figure out how to make that. So what would be the, the, be the advice you would give to a, a coach that's got a larger program in a state that doesn't have anything going yet? What are, what are some of the things that, that you think you and your staff did that that made the transition back into football or at least into the summer workouts and the conditioning uh successful well you know one thing we did is is i i figured out what's the most amount of kids i could have in the in the weight room or in the gym at one time and then i worked down from there you know what's the worst case scenario if every kid ain't on vacation and every kid's parents are okay with COVID and they show up, what's the worst case scenario? And I figured out that 36 kids and three coaches per, per session was, was what we could have. And so we plan for that. And if it's less, it's actually better. But if it is 36, then we're good. Uh, and that's, and that's something that, you know, make sure you, you do that and then have a, a good rotation, you know, figure out uh, your staff, uh, one thing with me is I figured out what our staff could do and put them in roles they could be successful. We've got some that, that are better at running mechanics and plows and some are better at weight room stuff. And I made sure I put them in a, in a position to be successful to, to help our kids. Um, you know, one of the coaches at one of the bigger schools in our state, the, the Hoover Bucks, who I know you've heard of. Oh, I've heard uh, of them once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, Coach Nibbler has spoke um, – on our ASA, our state association um, thing, when we talked about this, and he talked about his plan. And when he talked about his plan, uh, it really helped me figure out some things and think about how he did it. Uh, one thing he did is they, they're, they're going to start out on the field, and they've got every five yards is where a kid, he, as soon as he checks in, he goes to his spot on each, five, each yard line. 
So they're five yards away from each other, and they're doing their dynamic warm-up together. Well, we figured out how much space we had on our gym floor, and we spaced them out where we could do our dynamic warm-up with just two lines um, across and to keep their space. And we did the same thing that he talked about. And then I found a way after that, after we warmed up to divide them in half, one in the weight room, one on the floor. And he did, of course, at 6A Hoover, he had enough coaches and enough space that he went uh, offense-defense and then split them, you know, offense yeah. in the weight room, defense on the field. And then one thing that he really paid attention to that really hit home with me is the way they travel. You know, which way, when you leave your gym, you just don't go to the field. Like, you got to have a plan. Like, they would go to this gate, and the other group would come out this gate. And so we even made a point that when our kids leave the weight room, they go out the far end of the weight room. Because our weight room's in the gym, remember? So technically, you could leak out any little place you wanted to. Mm-hmm. But we made sure that they leaked out. They went that way, and then the people coming in come in other ways. So there was no cross between the two groups. See, I told you, folks, all you need is coaches who know what's best for the kids, and we'll all be fine. I'm not making light of the situation. All I'm saying is, here's what I told you two months ago. Put a coach on the job, and somebody's going to figure out the right way to do it. Well, Coach, uh, we appreciate you joining us. Before you go away here, we're going to let you do, uh, do one more plug here for your, your creative fundraiser that got you on the podcast today. So tell the, the people around the country what you're looking for, how they can get involved, and what it is you're exactly trying to do to help out the Bearcats of Weaver. Oh, we... Uh, we've got a virtual 5K, 10K that you can sign up and you can run anywhere you want to, any course you want to. You just got to track it with your fitness app. Then you'll screenshot that or share it. Uh, the email that you'll send it to is on there on the link. Uh, you'll register uh, through our link that I have on my Twitter account is at Coach Taylor underscore WHS. And that's also got a link to our Weaver football Twitter page. Uh, you can register there. It's $25. You get a shirt. And if you run the 10K, you get a shirt and a medal. The shirt has nobody's logo on it. It says Friday Night Lights, and it's got a sponsor on the back. And then if you just want to help out our program and just buy a shirt, you can also go on there and just buy a shirt for $15. Uh, so we'd love to have your support. And if you don't want to run and if you don't want to spend money, what I ask you to do is I would love for somebody from every single state in the United States to retweet our link uh, to get it out to the people in your state because there's somebody in your state I know that would love to run yep. if you don't mind. No doubt about it. You got my support. I'm going to get to get a T-shirt because I, I I just, like I said, I'm running, but I, I'm not up to 5K right now. Unless 5K is like uh, like five blocks, I, I can maybe do that. <laughs> but, but you got my support with the money on that, Coach. Thanks for taking the time out. Uh, congrats to uh, everybody in the state of Alabama, which I just I love Alabama high school football. You guys have some of the greatest coaches in the country there, and you're right to Coach Niblett. Uh, I've become good friends with Coach Floyd there at uh, Hewitt Trustville, uh, Jamie DeBose before he left the state over there at uh, Phoenix City at Central High School. I mean, Alabama uh, coaching is, in my humble opinion, underrated. But thanks for joining us on the show today. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate what you do for high school football. Thank you very much. 
Well, the High School Football America podcast is brought to you by a great new partner. It's the new app called Small Player Big Play, an age-appropriate sports-focused social media platform designed to showcase and connect young athletes, parents, coaches, and their friends. On Small Player Big Play, young athletes have the ability to utilize the app and share interests and accomplishments on this safe and highly secure social media platform. It features live streaming video with game day highlights and get this, a lucrative fundraising opportunity for your school and team. Download the Small Player Big Play app on Google Play and the Apple App Store. I'm Jeff Fisher. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.